Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft, including a football draft. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? This is going to be the shortest show in our history. I can feel it. All right. I think we could do it. I think we can make this the shortest show ever. This is it, going to align. You know what it's going to do? It's going to align with the amount of games I'm going to watch this team play. Oh, that's cold-hearted, Mike. Cold-hearted. Yeah. I will spend more time talking about the Brooklyn Nets on this show than I will uh, in minutes watching them play this year. Oh, man. Poor Brooklyn. I promise you that. I'm not even going to ask you what the most interesting thing is about this team. We're, we're just going to sh- shit all over the nets this whole entire podcast. I'm instead going to ask you, who is the best fantasy player on this team? Uh, you got to hit me where it hurts already, don't you? It's a, you tough gotta... que- it's a really tough question. Um, yeah, it actually is, right? Like this team could go a lot of different ways and – Man, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this team sometimes. I think there are three legitimate people who could finish as the best fantasy player on the on the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not going to disagree with you. Let's start with someone who's going to be hyped the most. So let's just get this guy out of the way. He's already being hyped uh, in the same vein as our as our boy Johnny Collins. I'm talking about Jared Allen. Uh, very similar to the Johnny Collins mold. Uh, we we're talking a, a big, getting uh, good percentages. Who allegedly could shoot some threes. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna shoot too many threes. Uh, being uh, kind of touted as everybody's fa- uh, second favorite sleeper. If if Jared Allen is on your sleeper list, you do not have a sleeper list. I'm with you there. Yahoo's got him at 84 ADP. ESPN at 144 ranked and Mark ranking him at 57th. That is a very, very high ranking. What do you think about Jarrett? Um, so he's a, a really efficient field goal and free throw shooter. So you got to love that, right? He's not going to really shoot any threes. So I'll, we talk about that. It's a the kind of a detriment. Um, good rebounder, good blocks. Decent steals, okay points. Man, do you really see – maybe in Roto, he, he is going to be 57th, right? Like, I could see that. But in head-to-head, like, I don't even know that he sniffs that ranking. Like, what about that stat line screams like he's a top 60 player? Yeah, what, Other like, than the percentages. What do you – if you're a, a, a punt percentages guy, what are you excited about here? Nothing. And that's what I mean. So, like, for me, like, I don't – okay, I might own this guy because, like, ESPN's rank is 144, right? If I can have him with my last pick, like, sure. If I can have him in, out, you know, just outside the top 100, sure. But, like, for a punt percentage build, like, if that's the strategy I'm using, okay, the rebounds and the blocks are, are all right, but, like, that's it. So, you know, it, as this guy gains some steam this summer, whatever, like, they, as, as we get closer to draft time – I think I'm probably going to be out on him in my my preferred strategy. Yeah, so he he gains a lot of um, value with his blocks, and 
the fact that he was doing pretty interesting things in about 23 minutes per game during the second half of last season. But let me just let me just throw out some some not interesting fantasy numbers. Less than one assist. Um, six rebounds a game. Six. Uh, he doesn't. Sh- he doesn't hit threes. You know, people. I think people are thinking he's going to be able to hit threes. I, I I'll believe it when I see it. I guess he's going to try to shoot more threes. Uh, he was hitting some threes in summer summer league or whatever. But um, I'll believe when I see it. Less than ten points a game. So you you bump those uh, minutes up, right? And everybody's going to go, oh, this guy's. This guy's going to be like incredible once he starts playing 10 more minutes a game, right? Well, like the blocks are probably going to be pretty good. And the field goal percentage is probably going to be above 60. But everything else is like kind of straightforward big man stats and then like really, really bad at assists and steals. Yeah, no, I mean, just I don't get it. I don't get the sleeper appeal in this. I don't see a super high ceiling. Yeah, for where he's uh, being drafted at 84, that feels – even that feels a little high, but, like, I get it. If you're in a Roto League, I get it. If you're in a head-to-head league, though, I think that you can find those types of stats out there. Uh, approaching, you know, 9-10 rebounds is is really nice, but, like, uh, who would you rather have, Steven Adams or Jared Allen? Steven Adams, by far. Who would you rather have, Jonas Valanciunas or, or Jared Allen? All right, great. Uh, who who would you rather have, Al Farouk Aminu or Jared Allen? Give me Jared Allen there. Yeah, give me Jared Allen too. But Al Farouk Aminu in thirty minutes is getting ten is getting ten and, points, uh, uh, two threes, and, seven rebounds, and, and and getting a steal a game. His percentages are shit, but like. Wouldn't you rather have Al Farouk Aminu in a in a in a head to head league? Like, there's a way that Al Farouk Aminu um, it, it could be a better player than Jared Allen next year in certain punt strategies. I wouldn't go with. I, I think uh, Al Farouk Aminu is going to play less minutes, and he's not that good. I'm not putting any money behind him, but um, there's a, there's a there's a world where that's true next season. Oh, I'm with you there. Here's what I'll say, uh, and this is maybe kind of where where I'll close on this. The two big narratives I see is, oh, he's their best player in the front court. He's going to get 32 to 35 minutes a game. Brooklyn doesn't play anybody that many minutes, so don't count on that. There's number one. Number two, we mentioned he doesn't do a ton that's great for fantasy. People are going to say, oh, well, he only played 20 minutes a game and he got 1.2 blocks a game. I think you and I talk about this maybe more than any other podcast. Blocks are one of those stats where just because you play more minutes doesn't mean you block more shots. A lot of times blocks don't go up because when you're only getting out there for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, you can go ham and try to block everything. When you go up there for 30 minutes, if you try to block everything, you either foul out or gas yourself out and you can't play anymore. Yep. Blocks so, are, those, pretty, those per 36 minutes are enticing and misleading. Right, so those are the two things that are kind of keeping me at arm's length. Like you said, like if you want to pick him an 84, okay. Like he's an upside shot. He could get better. I'm fine with that. If I can pick him outside the top 100, that's probably where I'm looking. I'm getting real interested as if he's there at like 95 or, you know, outside the top 100. 
I just don't really see a huge ceiling for this guy. And I'm I'm probably not gonna own him a ton. Yeah, he feels like someone who um could be a streamer this year. Uh, I think he's ownable. I think he's draftable uh, in both Roto and head-to-head leagues, uh, more so in Roto leagues. I'd rather have John Collins. I think his points and, and, and rebounds are a little bit higher. Not a question for me. Um, his blocks, I don't think, are going to be as high, but he does basically everything else that Jared Allen does, but gets more rebounds and blocks. Or, excuse me, re- more rebounds and points and less blocks. So John Collins, who is is being a bit overdrafted as well, um, it's just a little bit more enticing to me than Jared Allen. Both of them are very similar players and kind of in the same mold. I guess you could say Jared Allen does have kind of the the easier route to playing time. But as you said, you know, nobody on this team plays much more than 30 minutes. And um, including one of the other players who could be the best fantasy player on this team, Rundé Hollis-Jefferson. Uh, one of the best triple name players in the league. Uh, there used to be a plethora of triple name players, and they've all, I think, Rondé Hollis Jefferson outlasted them all. So, no one plays more than 30 minutes on this team. Hollis Jefferson, right? One of their their guys, 28.2 minutes last year. Yeah. D'Angelo yeah, Russell, yeah. we'll talk about in a minute, 25.7. Yeah. Right? Alan Crabb, 29.3. Like, no, like, 30 minutes is like the maximum you get on the Brooklyn Nets with their current coaching staff. You know, yep. that that's just what that is. So, to say anyone's going to play more than that, I, I just don't really see that. Um, here's what I'll say about this. There, you got some good value on Hollis Jefferson, right? 116 on ESPN, 140 on Yahoo. He's going to score you like 14 points, get you a steal, get you 0.7 blocks, get you some good rebounds. He doesn't shoot any threes, but he shoots decent percentages because especially last season, he played within himself. He didn't try to shoot too many threes. He knows he can't make them. So he got to the line. He did things he can do. I like Hollis Jefferson quite a bit this year, and if I can get him outside the top 100, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, he's one of those names I think people are really, really overlooking. I know in Yahoo, uh, he is being uh, drafted at, like you said, 140. Um, he's he's ranked really, really low. He's, he's been going dra- un- undrafted in a lot of leagues in Yahoo. Yeah, he's ranked incredibly low on Yahoo. I think ESPN uh, 116, I actually think that's a little low as well, but it is much closer. Mark's got him ranked at 80. Uh, I, I think Ron Hollis Jefferson, if he's playing 30 minutes a game, which is certainly possible, um, he's a top. I think he could be a top 100 player. He's only 23, about to be 24. He get, could be a block steal type of guy. Uh, it would be nice to see his free throw percentage go up a little. He doesn't hit threes. That's a little bit of an issue with me, but is he gets rebounds for for his position, and, and that's positive. Uh, you got to look at him as kind of like a big man for you, though, like. You got to look at him as like a power forward or center. Like you're yeah. not getting a lot of threes, but like as a late power forward or center, like that's not the worst thing in the world because if it is a big man like going late in the draft who shoots threes, the percentages are probably going to be bad. Where you get good percentages here. Yeah, it's, he's kind of um uh in a certain point build really nice, but like late in the later in the draft bench player, this is a, like a solid guy to bring in off your bench and and slot start during the season because of the just that he's good to give you those rebounds that you might not have and uh the steal and the block and the percentages he's good to help you um pretty much across the board other than threes yeah sign me up uh let's talk about the elephant in the room the guy nobody wants to talk about the guy everybody forgot the guy who oh, i don't have anything else uh d'angelo russell 
who could definitely be the highest ranked player on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Yahoo has him at 70. Uh, he's being drafted at 78. ESPN's got him all the way up at 67. Mark's got him at 83. This is one of the f- a few guys I've seen where uh, the the ESPN Yahoo ranks, um, especially for these like kind of weird, hard to rank guys, where Mark's got him uh, lower than the, than the other rankings. Um, name recognition definitely helps. I think that's uh, it's going to happen in other people's drafts. A lot of people forgot about D'Angelo Russell. Once you get injured, people pe- people forget about you. Don't ever get injured, Tyler. I hope I don't. People will forget about you. So, you mentioned Mark had him ranked at eighty three. Also, Mark projected him for exactly thirty minutes, which is like the maximum you get on the Brooklyn Nets. I don't see why people love this cat. And I get do, it. He, do he's, tell. He's young, and and everyone wants to say, oh, he's going to be better, he's going to be better, he's going to be better. We've seen three seasons of pretty much the exact sameness, and the biggest red flag for me was last year he only got .8 steals in 25 minutes. That was one of his better categories uh, previously, the previous two seasons. And if he's not going to steal the ball, man, he's going to shoot bad percentages, He's going to give you some decent assist numbers, right? Like five a game, like four rebounds, maybe four and a half. A steal, though, and like 17 or 18 points. Like to pick that in the top 50, like some people were doing last year, like that just seems like a mistake to me. Yeah. Um, And I, it's a small sample size last year. He only played 48 games. So it's hard, it's hard to go off of that, that steal number. He is young enough to where that steel number could maybe go back up, but those those margin, you know, those those margins are small, and where you can go from a relevant player to a not relevant player, if you're punting um, turnovers and, and the percentages, D'Angelo Russell is a lot more attractive. You know, if you don't, okay. if, you don't if you don't care about that stuff, he's a starting point guard. He's going to play around thirty minutes. He's going to get you some assistance and points and, uh, you know, a half a block a game. Cool. That's still like a bottom half player, and that's punting three categories. And we didn't mention the fact that he's played 63 and 48 games last two seasons. Yeah. And that's kind of a scary trend for him in the sense that I don't know that I feel good about him playing like 70 games this year at all. So now he's kind of in that Kyrie Irving class we we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. But he's much worse player and <laughs> he has he has very very low upside. Like his ceiling can't be much higher. Like I guess if you play let's just like let's just go out there. He's healthy, he plays 33 minutes a game. I'm throwing that off the table already. No one on the Brooklyn Nets plays more than 30 minutes. Mike, we've I'm gone over saying- this. Ceiling, utmost ceiling, 33 minutes a game. He's healthy. He plays, you know, 75 games this year. What What's he doing? 19 points over a, over two threes a game, four and a half rebounds, six assists, a steal, a half a block, 42%, 74 from the line, four turnovers. 
Right? Like that's not even a top fifty player, is it? Not in Roto. Because he's gonna shoot no, a, certainly not in Roto. That's what I mean. He's gonna shoot heavy volume on terrible percentages. You have to punt percentages for this guy to be a relevant. Guy. To be relevant. Right. And so sure. If I'm punting percentages, I might drop down and pick this guy because he probably works his way into being a pretty close to top 50 player when he's out there. But, man, I just think the sites have him ranked high enough where I'm kind of hands-off at this point. And I, I keep hearing people, you know, people have been telling me like, oh, well, don't you kind of view him in the same mold as Mike Conley and, and those type of point guards? And for me, he's just not in that class really. Like the field goal percentage is bad, and he's not making it up anywhere else. Yeah, he's not doing Kimba Walker stuff. Like, he's just not. And I just don't know where he's going to make that up. Uh, certainly he is young. He could get better. He could improve. It's it's there, right? If you want to take a flyer at him late in the draft as one of your will, bench will, players, go for it. But that's not will, where he's being drafted. I will give you a list of point guardish players that I would much rather have over him. You stop me when you hear one you don't agree with, all right? All right, go. Jeff Teague. Ricky Rubio, Luka Doncic, Dejounte Murray, <laughs> uh, Goran Dragic. Ooh, maybe. And that's one. That's like kind of the first one where I'm like, okay, maybe, right? Uh, here's an I, interest, interesting. I can't one. tell if we're no one's paying attention to Dragic and it's like a really like we're all idiots, or if he's just like you know maybe we should stop paying attention to him because. He just keeps getting older and a little bit worse every year. Can't tell. I'll throw out one that maybe I'm still on the fence of and one player I'm definitely having over him that's not a point guard. And you let me know what you think on both these, all right? Uh, Lonzo Ball against Russell. Wow. All right. Well, that's like a whole nother discussion. Um, <laughs> Lonzo Ball is – like a just like a trash person when it comes to field goal percentage is much much worse than d'angelo russell and so, worse free throws right like way worse like way he's, 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 worse free throws. he's so it'd have to be head to head so in head to head which guy are you taking in head to head i'm probably going lonzo ball yeah the only way i think you go russell is if you need the points right like he's gonna score more yeah, if well, you desperately that, need the points. Ball is like, going to be better in every other category, I think. Well, he's going to be better at blocks. He's going to get much more steals. Threes. Like, Russell shoot steals. more threes. There's a chance where Ball is like elite assists um, or at least borderline. Uh, his rebounds are stupid for a point guard. <laughs> and he actually hits threes. Yeah, but Russell's going to hit more, you got to think, right? Like, Or, or they're going to so. be close. I would hope so. Um, but... Yeah. So here, here's a surprising player I think I'd have over D'Angelo Russell, Kyle Anderson. In a roto league, that's not surprising, but in a head-to-head league, I can see people making an argument. And and really, the only thing you're getting from Russell is the points there. I think Anderson's going to get get some decent assist numbers. Obviously, not to the level of D'Angelo Russell, but Anderson's going to get more points, more steals, more blocks. I just really think Kyle Anderson's a better player. So, like, in that 70 range, right, if I can have Kyle Anderson or if I can have D'Angelo Russell, I'm going to take Kyle Anderson. Let me let me throw out some, like, worse point guards. Would you rather have Jeremy Lin or, or D'Angelo Russell? Russell, just because I feel better about him getting big, consistent minutes. That's fine. Would you rather have um, De'Aaron Fox? Or D'Angelo? 
<laughs> I I said this to somebody the other day. It wouldn't surprise me if De'Aaron Fox finished higher than D'Angelo Russell, but I'd take Russell first. I know, I know De'Aaron Fox is your weak spot, so I had to throw him out there. Um, yeah, prob- I'd probably take uh, D'Angelo Russell over both of those guys. All right, that's enough of D'Angelo Russell. Um, probably a stay away, like in 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 where he's being drafted. But if, uh, I've seen some mock drafts where people forgot about him, and he falls into those later rounds, and I think he's a perfectly decent point guard to pick up, especially in a head-to-head league where he's a little bit more. Uh, valuable in that uh, 100 range. But um, All right, let's finish this team because I've had enough of them. All right, let's knock them out. Alan Crabb. No, 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 no. Let's just look at it this way. All the, the rest of the guys are guards. Yeah. Or small forward. They're all wings, okay? Well, they, they, got like, gonna play. they got like 50. Okay, they got Crabb. They got Lavert. They got Joe Harris. They got Damari Carroll. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Any of these guys you want in a standard league. In a standard league? Any of these guys, like, I'm going to draft? Even stream anything. I will take anything at this point. Crab, he gives Crab. you no defensive stats. He scores, like, 13 points a game. If you're into that, you have him. He's yours. He gives you threes and 13 points. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, the, the threes are nice. Like, he's he's hitting a lot of threes. The threes are nice. Uh, that's a streamable guy, for sure. Uh, I'm not drafting him, I don't think. Uh Demari Carroll is going to give you more rebounds, I guess. He's super hit or miss. He always has been. Uh, if you're putting um, percentages, okay, cool. Demari Carroll is a little bit more valuable to you. I can see you picking him up in a head-to-head league in the late, late rounds, you know. But am I excited about any of these guys? No. Karis LeVert seems to be going higher than I think he should. Am I missing something with Karis LeVert? Oh, the nice... You know, four rebounds, four assists, 1.2 steals, 12 points. I mean, those categories sound nice, right? Uh, but they come on 43% shooting, 71%. What's he doing that Evan Fournier isn't doing? Well, that's my point, right? Is like, if this is your last pick, like, I don't think there's a ton of upside there because he's not going to play a ton of minutes because they have 50 bodies. But, I mean, he's boosting a little bit in rebounds and assists and steals and points. Like, it's it's okay. It's fine. But it's nothing... It's more of a streamable player than anything to me. Yeah, I guess the thing here is like Crab or um, Levert are young enough to get better, and guys like Bazemore and Fournier are not. So, like, if you have to, if you need someone in that mold, you might as well take the young guys over the old guys. And this was the puzzling one to me: Joe Harris, who has an ADP of 139 on Yahoo. What? I couldn't figure it out. Joe Harris. I, I almost didn't put him on here until I saw his Yahoo ADP of 139. He played I mean, 25 minutes a game last year, and he's a great three-point shooter. Like He's going to shoot probably over 40% from three this year. They don't have very good um, wings, so you know maybe there's a world where Joe Harris does play extended minutes. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing there for me. And Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, if... Kenneth, if, Kenneth Reed's on this team. Jared Dudley's on this team. Kenneth Reed gets rebounds. If you need rebounds and he's on the if he's playing, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how they use Kenneth Reed. Um, but for Kenneth Reed, even back in the day when he was a standard league player, right, he doesn't block any shots. He doesn't no. steal the ball. He gives you no defensive stats. He's a, a rebounds and points guy, which is why uneducated fantasy people like him, right? He gives you the – Good volume and two biggest stats. Yeah, he gives you the fun stats, but nothing interesting. Yeah, all these guys are, are are scrub bench players or streaming players, which is nice to know and nice to have. If you're in deeper leagues, definitely target them. 
uh, at, at that range. You know, I would say this. Of 120 the, of, to 140 range. Right. Of all those guys, give me Levert. He's younger. He's got a little more upside. He's shown to be able to do stuff in at least three or four categories instead of one or two. Yeah, he looks competent at the at NBA level. Right. So give me that and just hope that he wins the battle or when some of these other guys get off the team, whether that's through injury or trade or whatever, and, and he gets a little bit more run and he's better. I'm not betting on that, though. I mean, would you bet on Spencer Dimwitty being uh, the starting point guard once D'Angelo Russell goes out at some point this season? I will bet on Spencer Dimwitty being standardly relevant at some point this season, yes. Will I draft him in a deeper league? Maybe, but not in a standard league. Mm-hmm. Plus, here's the, the the bad part. they ESPN and Yahoo took all the value because he's ranked 132 and 141. So he's basically a standard league player who's not a standard league player. Yeah, that's no good. Um, he's definitely a guy who... If you draft him, he's good. you're probably going to drop him because he's not going to he's just not going to impress you like he did last year. Right? If D'Angelo Russell goes down in the preseason, I might draft him. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm with you there. Uh, yeah, let's just call it the Nets. They're done. They're dead to us. Uh, if you guys are enjoying what we're doing, our 30 games in over 30 days, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. We are going to have exclusive content. For our subscribers out there, we want to thank everybody who is already subscribing. You're all very cool people. And leave us feedback. Um, you can find me at, on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts, W-A-T-T-S. And, hey, leave us feedback and review the podcast. That really helps the show out as well. We'll be back with another team very soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.